Welcome to the Crime of the Century podcast, where we expose higher education for the scam that it is. I am Kevin Prendeville, and I believe that because of what we're teaching our children, we're losing an entire generation. Today, as always, we will be diving headfirst into controversial subjects, undaunted by political correctness. I believe we've all been lied to. The academic institutions have revised our American history and made us hate the United States. This is a symptom of the counterculture movement of the late 60s. And today, we're going to explore how this plays into the crime of the century. So we have to explore first what the counterculture movement is. It's the hippies. And, and that's not to blanket over the situation, but it is the easiest way to describe what I mean by calling it, in this instance, the counterculture movement, or as it's been revised to be known as. Um, see, obviously, hippie is a, a pejorative term, but it's a relevant term because you look at these people and they, they smoke dope, they sit in the woods, they have got no money, no job, no future, and they think they're the ones that are being virtuous because it's just like their ancestors where, you know, people just love each other. Well, most people are scum, so... Um, they're going to have issues. They're going to have it essentially take themselves back to a tribal way of life, which doesn't progress society anywhere. This, this is just bringing backwards. It's regressive. It's uh, destructive in that manner where there's no going forward. And you combine that with the, the, the pot smoking, and so then you become okay with being complacent. So not only are you living in the woods in a teepee, but then you're complacent and you're attempting to live out this fantasy in which you you know everything's all natural and and whatever uh, you want to believe about that but the fact of the matter is you're not in an industrialized society in an industrialized country which we live in no doubt that's not moving anybody forward that's not you're not being productive in that manner you're not pushing the needle pushing the envelope of human creation you're just going back to this you're retreating it's almost like you're retreating you're scared you're not willing to move forward because you don't know how to move forward but rather than figure that out like a normal person you decide to retreat and contract and that's the big problem with the the hippie movement is what happened was then you start to develop ideas that align with that philosophy if your philosophy is one of contraction. And you look at the ideas that would align with somebody who wants to retreat and move backwards and contract and not progress anything. And that's primarily communism because it's this big idealism, this this idea that the, the, the hippies have, which is that they're going to uh, sit and do nothing and everybody's going to work together. It's this big idealistic uh, goal. But in practice, all it does is end up with people being very, very uh, angry towards one another. There's a great Ronald Reagan quote, uh, which talks about... Uh, uh, three people who have died and gone to heaven. One's a Soviet, one's a, an American, and one's a, a British man. And uh, St. Peter tells them that they can all do one last good deed on earth. 
So the British man asked for an end to war. The American man asked for an end to hunger. And the uh, Soviet man, or the communist, says, there's a man in my village who has a cow. I do not have a cow, so make his die. <laughs> and you see that, that, but as funny as that it, uh, anecdote is, the whole point of that anecdote is to show that you're not moving forward. You're worried about the other person. What do they have more than you? What do they look like? What are they, what outward features make them better than you? And then take that away. Instead of, what has this person done? Why, why do they do it? What caused them to do it? How do I improve on it? That's what, why America hasn't lost yet. That's why, as a capitalist country, we can have a, a population a third of the size of India or China and excel and beat their, their, their outputs in every measurable way for so many years because we allow the, the individual to come up with the solutions to things, which out of 325 million people, somebody's going to have the answer to something. Um, you look at Elon Musk, and he's putting uh, cars into space and testing that out. As, as much money as that costs, what government that's being prudent would do that? But he has enough money and enough free will to do that, and maybe someday that's going to turn into some great invention, some great new way of, of doing things, but we, there's no other government that's doing that. And so certainly if you have a, if you have a communist country, which usually starts with a spurning of the original culture, a la the hippies, you move towards a communist mindset in a communist country, well, you take away free enterprise, you take away free will, stuff like that doesn't happen, and humanity doesn't move forward. It moves back and it starts to murder each other and it starts to, to regress. And this is the big issue, and this is why the counterculture movement uh, in its new PC term is such a threat, because it's seen as this great uprising, and we all want to model the the guys who spit on the soldiers from Vietnam, and yeah, screw you for having PTSD, because I don't like the war. Those are the, those are the kinds of people we have in our academic institutions. Those are the people who you're spending 90 grand to go learn from. The person who was on LSD and decided that they were going to spit on a soldier who has PTSD because he went and, and it decided to be a man and fight. But the, the cowardly pansy decided that he was going to take this intellectual, moral stance. And where did it get him? It got him a nice, cushy academic job, but we can't all be academics. And for the rest of his peers, they're all broke because they lived in the woods for so many years, not progressing themselves, not advancing themselves when they're young and, uh, and vibrant in their 20s. And now there's 60 and 80-year-old men who are just still bitter at, at, at nothing. At nothing, all the problems that they talk about, the academics talk about with radical feminism and uh, you know destroying capitalism. All these, all these issues are harken back to the '60s when, yeah, there were issues within the workplace with women and men. There were issues there, and there were issues of racial tension. All that's gone, and all of that left in the '80s and '90s. But it's an issue now again because these people have nothing to talk about, and they have. A, they're chasing ghosts, but they have the authority and the power to do so. And all this does is what we've seen, it takes our country back. It takes our progress and moves it back. So really the issue is they indoctrinated themselves and decided that the best thing to do is to indoctrinate you 
and your children, and then you get to pay for it. I mean, that sounds like a great deal to me. I don't know who wouldn't spend 90 grand on that. You could learn to sell something and make real money with, with 40 grand, Cardone you or any other entrepreneur who's selling stuff like that. Or you can spend 90 grand to learn how to be a communist and uh, a vindictive member of society who spits on soldiers. That's a great use of 90 grand, isn't it? It's a joke. Um, so the point here is that they only serve, the academics really only serve to indoctrinate nowadays. There are some, the mathematics and science, which are very important. The law schools can be iffy with, with their uh, politics, but regardless, the specialized uh, diplomas, those are still relatively okay. But I'm talking to the generals, the feminist basket weaving, the, the professor in California who wanted her students to marry the ocean and then go consummate the marriage with the ocean. Um, yeah, you spend 120 grand to, to, to take your clothes off and hump the ocean. Is that, is that really a good use of your money and your time? I mean, you look at it and this is an issue. It's an issue of indoctrination. It's an issue of a regressive culture that started in the, in the late 60s. And these unhinged academics are stealing your money. And it's all sanctioned by the banks and the government. That's why this is part of the crime of the century because you're bleeding money. You're gonna be broke. Your kids are gonna be broke. All that happens is they learn how to binge drink and again and, and maybe get stung in a private zone or by a jellyfish because they're humping the ocean. But, but other than that, what are, you, what are you learning? And why are you spending the money to do it? And really all that happens because uh, the end goal here, I'm sure, from the academics, the end goal is communism. That's clear. Um, but let's be reminded of what communism does. For the, the coup de gras here, uh, 100 million plus people have died. And I know that's just a number when you look at it on paper. Yeah, 6 million Jews are dead, 100, you know, 20 million Soviets, 50 million Chinese. Yeah, there are numbers. But that could have been easily your mother or your kid, your brother, you. Everybody that you know is could just be one of those numbers that were indiscriminately murdered because unhinged academics and unhinged people with total power pushed this idealism to the extreme to where people who weren't on board were just outright murdered. All of that, like I talked about with our history being erased, all of that is gone. We're not allowed to talk about that anymore. And that's another issue. We're not allowed to look at history and understand what works and doesn't. Very clear, I understand in the 20th century trying communism because it had not been tried. You could legitimately make that argument. But in the 21st century, when we just went through 90 years of murdering each other and had the most violent and bloody century in history, now in the 21st century, we can't use that argument anymore. It's dead. It should have died in 1991 when the Soviet Union fell. It should have been the end of communism. But these counterculture academics keep it alive. And then they charge you for the pleasure of learning something that should be dead. That doesn't seem very fair to me. And this is why it's the crime of the century.